live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Alex Elbro. Cambridge 105 Radio. It's just coming up to 25 to 2 and Anthony Carpen, local historian, is joining me in the studio and we realise it's the first time since before lockdown, isn't it? It is. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's lovely to have you back and so much easier to have you across the desk and be able to talk like that in person. Now, Anthony, we've been, over the kind of years, we've talked about uh, local history and how it, it um, and local social history, how it uh, reflects you know, the past and how things, you know, how it, how it mirrors things that are happening now. And I think kind of from all the research you've been doing, you realise that people had generally, we, we have a quite a lack of knowledge of how democracy works within local government. Is that right? What's, would that be fair? We do. And I was in the Cambridgeshire collection yesterday, which is on the third floor of the Cambridge Central Library in Lion Yard, for those of you who are familiar with it. And um, I discovered they were having a book sale and um, where the they they get rid of surplus stock for about a pound each, and I got hold of a whole host of um, old planning documents, if I can put it that way. Um, and the one I've got in front of me here is from two thousand and one from the county council, and it's really interesting to see um, what they were planning and what their their hopes for the future was. And there's this really strange quotation that says, "Well, even I might be able to afford one of those new homes." Mm. Um, it's always interesting to do a progress a progress check on um, what those um, old plans say. But the biggest find yesterday was from a local civic hero several of you will be familiar with, which is Clara Rackham. And it turns out that she was running similar, if I can call it civics and citizenship education classes, just after the Second World War. Wow. And the place that she was hosting her classes in was actually just around the corner at the old Romsey Labour Club. Oh, that, well, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And I think, sadly, a lot of these uh, places have now gone, haven't they, so that we can't use them for um, meetings and things. It's quite hard for, to find meeting rooms sometimes because they all come at a cost for a start. They do. Um, and the, the venue that I've been using... Um, mostly um, for now is Rock Road Library in Queen Edith's Ward which funnily enough was a building that Clara Rackham was at the opening ceremony of um, she, was also <laughs> at the op- she was also at the opening ceremony of the Romsey Labour Club as well um, so um, for those of you who are really interested in what this civic legend did, do have a look for Mary Joanna's, um recently published biography of her because um, it's it will cover the story of our city throughout the 20th century. But I've learned so much from Clara's um, example. Interestingly, with my introduction sessions for the crash course, I tried to cover <laughs> what Clara actually took 12 evening classes to uh, That's to interesting. Cover. So tell us a bit more about this. So you've, you've done a few, haven't you? Now that they, I think this came about because... Um, we realise that with with local elections and with general elections, people, we all, I say people, we, us, all of us, everyone here, um, has, uh, we don't really know how necessarily how everything works. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but we kind of just think we do this, that, and and that happens, and it's and it it's a lot more um, nuanced than uh, we maybe realise. So you decide to start these introductory courses. So can you explain? So the introductory to 
they're called the Great Cambridge Crash Courses, aren't they? And what are they crash course in? It is a crash course on finding out how our city functions and also malfunctions. And this came about really re- with requests from um, local residents and community groups um, following the local elections last year and also the debate on um, everything to do with the congestion charge and the transport planning. For those of you who don't know, I... St- um, stood as an independent candidate, not in on a platform to win or to want to become a councillor, but basically just use the platform to say, actually, this is the local contemporary history of how we got to here, um, which basically meant I didn't have to sell a message or anything. I could just effectively use, for example, the hustings as a chance to do a kind of local history presentation. And people said, that was really useful. Can you do it again? And so that's where it came from. And how many of you of these? So you you started at a Rock Road Library, uh, and you had a kind of you obviously told put out a thing that there was people coming. I think you had quite a big turnout for all of these, haven't you? Um, so far, nearly fifty five zero people have participated. Um, I've piloted um, two additional sessions to the um, introduction, one on the relationship between central and local government, in particular with the announcement from Michael Gove, the levelling up secretary, and also one particularly on town and transport planning. And this is all about explaining how we got to here and also the legal systems and processes um, that are in place and how they got put in place. It's I'm not at the stage where I'm examining contemporary or shall we say current affairs or current issues because for me that's actually something that should be debated between the elected politicians the candidates and local residents and I think this is where um, established community groups could you know do the city a, a big favour by organising those spaces for those public discussions to take place. Yeah, I think so. So what you're saying is, well, you're, it's kind of uh, it, non-political, but in, in uh, with the small letters, if you like, because it's showing the history of how we've got to here, how things have happened. So there's no kind of... Uh, um, you know, you're not make, taking a stand on one side or the other, saying what's right or wrong. This is how it is. Therefore, from here, how can we get to the next step? What would you like to see? And that's then it becomes in our power for who we decide to vote for. Or we can ask the questions at, at various hustings or when they come and knock on our doorstep. Because often, you know, people come and knock. And I know the first thing you think is, I can't think of anything, it all seems fine. Or And then you go, oh, yeah, hang on a minute, what about this, that and the other? I don't know how that works. And it, sometimes they may not work, no, but they can then go away and find out for themselves. Yep. And one of the really useful things that was brought in about 20 years ago was the GCSE and citizenship, which was brought in by the former Education Secretary, David Blunkett, now Lord Blunkett. And um, I think it was either last night or the night before last night, he was taking part in an online event which I took part in and also one of my former civil service directors um, who lives locally Professor Henry Tam um, of, of, of until recently of the uh, University of Cambridge um, we both worked on community development policy and we were looking at um, the teaching of citizenship because sadly in Cambridgeshire only 145 teenagers took that GCSE in in citizenship (laughs) studies in 2022 even though when you look at the syllabus and the students um, course books as I've shown to several local people um, they've said 
why weren't we taught this at school? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, when you said that, I, you know, I didn't even know that it existed. So it just shows how it hasn't even come past my kind of thing. And I've got boys that were in school probably around the time that it was um, uh, could be available. I don't know whether their school did it, but why do, isn't this? Every school does it because it doesn't have to be like oh, it's it's an extra um, exam for you or anything. It's just this is really good knowledge. Like uh, my my. Um, Kids are now sort of looking at, you know, budgeting on their own. They've moved out. They're looking at rents or potentially mortgages. They don't know anything about that. And I really can't help them because I don't really know anything about it either. The, all the, I don't know why we weren't, aren't taught citizenship and like financial planning, budgeting as well. And these are two things that should be just kind of in, shouldn't they? Yeah. And um, I'm looking at... Um, uh very ancient um book that um that uh, that i've, I've got here. <laughs> it's very i can see it from here it's 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 um it's just about holding together isn't it actually some it of is, it isn't <laughs> but it's called training for citizenship and it was written by sir ernest, si- ernest simon and eva hubback um and it was published in 1935 <laughs> at a time when democracy really was um under threat and they have stated, we have endeavoured to show that in, uh, in order that democracy may work in a modern, complex community, it must demand from its citizens a fund of self-sacrifice, a passionate love of freedom and truth, a power of clear thinking and an equipment of knowledge of the modern world. Now, one of the things that I've been um, trying to make the case for, uh, sadly unsuccessfully, is for the adult education um, budget to cover that sort of education because a researcher from University College London called Kazir Shah in 2020 wrote a research paper stating uh, stating that he had found that there was no equivalent of GCSE and citizenship studies for adults. You do have obviously the, um, the citizenship ceremonies and the um, requirements that people um, who are not UK citizens have to go through but there's nothing for the likes of you and I and that's what I always find ironic that people I know friends that have come over and um, need to do the citizenship test know far more about these things than we do and it's all just passed us by if if we did that test I'm sure we wouldn't pass well I wouldn't you might do because you've been doing a lot more reading than me hang on excuse me Um, so Anthony tell us how we can get involved so if we want to come along to one of your courses that are currently running or if we are a a community group that might think this might be a a good talk for people I mean I'm thinking of even like WIs and places like that yes um, well I've got two sessions coming up both at Rock Road Library Um, the next one is on Saturday the 9th of December from 12.15 PM, and that's another introduction course. So if you go to Cambridge Town Owl, all one word, dot com slash workshops, that's the website for those of you wondering who the Cambridge Town Owl is or what the <laughs> Cambridge Town Owl is. Next time you're in Market Square, have a look at the Guildhall clock and you'll see two feathered friends on either side of the clock. One of them is an owl, and that's the Cambridge Town Owl that's been looking over us Aww. since 1939. Um, from there, you'll see um, two links. I'm also trying to see if I can get um, a, um, a expand on the range of venues that I've got. I recently ran one at the um, Ross Street Community Centre. I'm trying to see if I can get one um, just down the road from here at the new Mill Road Community Centre oh, yes. as well. Yeah. Um, because, um, again, there's been... Uh, 
requests uh, requests for it and um, one of the other things that I also do because um, I've been collecting so many books is that um, I'm, I basically bring along a crate of books and invite participants to take one of the books away with them read through or commit to read through at least one chapter and then either hand it over to a friend or an acquaintance or a family member or to take it to one of the charity bookshops in town yes so that you can pass on the word like say absolutely like on a a chain it's been really interesting to see actually the range of books that um, people have taken away so you've um the it, it ranges from local history the story of cambridge in particular stephanie boyd's um book um she's recently produced an an updated version but her story of um how cambridge expanded is a very useful summary others have picked up the beginner's guide to politics by usborne which is aimed at nine and ten year olds that sounds about my level perfect Um, yes and those have been the top two others have focused on um guides written by former ministers and former MPs, including Paul Flynn, who was actually one of my first Twitter followers um, <laughs> um, over a decade ago when I ran Puffles, um, my old Dragon Twitter Twitter account. And he wrote this brilliant book on how to be an MP. And his former parliamentary colleague, John Hutton, a former cabinet minister, he wrote an excellent guide on how to be a minister. And it's that sort of education that takes the party politics out of it and focuses on the constitutional and legal duties that I think is really useful. I think that would be a good thing for all our new um, councillors and uh, ministers to uh, to have a read of and, and kind of get an idea of what they're actually meant to be doing. If somebody some... wants to write um, a similar guide on how to be a councillor, that would be splendid. <laughs> there you go. So, well, thank you very much, Anthony. So, give us the website again if anyone wants to get in touch, if they want to come on a course or if they think that their community centre, I'm thinking Meadows up, up uh, uh, King's Hedges would be a good one. That's a new um, community centre. Um, if anyone has a, a group that would, you would like them to talk to, um, get how do you get in touch with yeah, you? Yeah, if you just go to cambridgetownowl.com slash workshops and you can see the details there. Alternatively, you can go to the website writetothem.com and ask your local councillors or local MPs um, to basically... Um, support the establishment or funding of um citizenship workshops um you know closer to where you live um and also for funding to be made available so actually more can be put on and more people can also do the teaching because i don't have the capacity to (laughs) cover the whole city that's very good well thank you very much for that anthony and for your time doing this cambridge 105 radio